Week four, we are back in the game. What's up, Spence? Kurt, I got some curls in today lifting up this big dick. I'm bad to be back. <laughs> nice, man. I'm glad to hear you're, uh, you're taking care of yourself. Uh, <laughs> big dick, baby! We are, we're also joined by the podcast official spirit animal. The upside man himself, AJ. Welcome. Glad to be here, guys. Glad to be here. <laughs> upside in the house. Happy to be here. Looking forward to it. Yeah, man. We're glad to have you. You're a big fan favorite last year, so it's, uh, it's good to have you back. Let's so we're going to jump right into it. So last week, uh, my, my co-host shocked the world. And pulled down the big dick of the week after us picking against him, 174. And really threw it in last week's guest's face as he came in with the tiny penis of the week. Dropping a 98. Only one to score under 100. So um, last week it looks like, looks like all, the, all the scores came up a little bit. So oh, like better week for everybody as a whole. Um, <laughs> So, which correction, Kurt? He he did break a hundred. He had a hundred and three, two points under Rob Suggs week average. Uh, I might be looking. No, no, you're you uh, Bear Jew had ninety eight. Highway to Bell had one hundred three. Um. Anyways, all right. So so our our season standings. Uh, we got two teams chasing down that first place prize. The dog abides, holds down the top spot with uh, 448, and he is also our leading scorer. Or sorry, 448 points, first place, three and zero. Nashti, second place, three and zero with 421. So both of them have strong teams. Uh, we'll get in get into them later, and then our last place watch. Same three people still at 0 and three. Uh, in 10th place, he seems to have rebranded to I'll Cut Your Legs. 0-3, 355 points. Uh, highway to Bell, 0-3, with 321 points. And then Diggs in a Blanket, 0-3, 312. Uh, they are all, they're all limping in right now. So... Had some uh, had some waiver activity last night, so I'll just uh, cover the top five and then we can get into the matchups. Um, so, starting off, number five was did you know what I'm saying? And I'll cut your legs. Dropped seven dollars on some defenses uh, with Baltimore and Pittsburgh. What do you guys think about those? Is it our uh, defenses worth money? Out of principle. I'm going to say no. I refuse to drop any money for defenses all year. Uh, if I lose because of it, we'll set a precedence for next year for people to vote out defenses. So, I mean, to each his own, but I'm not a fan. Stand for something to fall for anything. Yeah, I, I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, mainly because when I played 
the bear Jew, the Patriots defense went for 39 points. Like it was the highest score I think of the entire week out of any player. And I know that that, that takes some, you know, matchup skills to know what defense can go well, but I don't know. It seems a little bit more lucky, but I also got 20 plus out of Chicago's D, but I drafted him to do it. But if it's going to be in there, I'm going to play it. So, you know, it is what it is. Yep. Um, all right. Next up was Will Disley for, uh, to the Bear Jew for 11. Um, and then El Padrino with picking up Philip Dorsett for 13, filling in that uh, AB role. Spence, you were next up with 21 on Daryl Williams. Um, so I had a smaller bid on Williams in as well, I think. Um, but what did uh, what was your thought process with him? Just the fucking Kansas City Chiefs and Kermit Frog leading the attack, uh, followed by Fat Andy. Dude, it doesn't matter if a Sean McCoy starts, uh, Damian Williams is back. I just think that, one, as I said, time and time again, teams are going to two and three running backs. It just depends on the game. And, two, it's the Chiefs. So, uh, I'm just trying to stockpile as many good players down the road on good teams for, um, with high-scoring offenses so that if any injuries do happen, I'd much rather have him than Wayne Gallman, which I, I guess we're about to touch on. Yeah. Um, so I actually I dropped the other Kansas City running back when I picked up Wayne Gallman because after coming into last week I was like all right you know and it, not just me but I feel like everyone thought that that would be like Darwin Darwin Thompson's role and then he just he got no run um, so but it seems like it's a three maybe four person backfield so uh, that's kind of what brought me to Wayne Gallman for forty six um, so. Full disclosure, the other dog put in 36. Uh, El Padrino put in 32. Um, I actually – I wasn't expecting to get him at 46. I thought somebody was going to bid more. But I definitely, I, thought, I definitely thought Bill would, would break the bank on him. But I see – Yeah, I, mean, I thought I, it was going to go at least in the 50s. Yeah. Um, yeah, so my thought process was, well, one, I need a running back. Um, I'm not I, – I don't think – uh, Wayne Gallman's anything special, but like you said with the Kansas City backfield, how they're that's a three or four person backfield. Right now, we, I mean, we don't know, but we think New York is going to be pretty much a one person backfield unless they sign somebody. Um, and kind of what put me over the edge. So I think I had last night I had Wayne Gallman in like the low thirties and then bumped it up because, you know, some news came out yesterday that he was going to get a second opinion, um, which I guess is kind of normal, but my thought process was, all right, if he's getting a second opinion, that either means the first doctor told him he's going to be out for a while and then he wants a way to come back faster or, you know, vice versa. The, the team is, like telling him to come back and he actually thinks he's hurt. So um, you could look at it either way, but it's, I don't know. It was just one of those things where he's, he should have the backfield to himself. Like he's shown he's a decent pass catcher. Like, I mean, he's, he's pretty slow and not good, but um, I'm not expecting him to like be anything near Saquon. And then I'm hoping Daniel Jones will like his rushing ability will, will make Wayne Gallman a little bit better. So, it's one of one of those things where uh, at some point you got to push your chips in and take a chance. So that's sort of what I did. 
Yeah, I, I see. I, I see that. I, I see the. I see the case for not letting him be on somebody else's team even more. But my thing is like, all right, with Kansas City, Dallas, anybody with the good. I feel like if if Philly ran the ball more, like with their line, you can throw anybody back there and they're fine. But like you look at Leonard Fournette, he has the backfield all to himself in Jacksonville, and you just can't do shit just because they're not. He one, he's not good, and two, they they just don't have a great line. So, or in, in a high-powered offense. So, with watching Saquon, every time he had a big play, it was never like, oh, wow, he just ran through that hole. He just found that hole. It's like, damn, how the fuck did he spin off of that? Or did he just fucking jump 10 yards to the left? Anybody else is going down in the backfield. So. Yeah, we've seen guys like, you know, major running backs, RB1s go down with injuries and then people spend a ton of money on fab to, to get them to try to fill that void, you know, but, but Bill didn't decide to do that. But, you know, in Curtis, in your case, I kind of understand because the rest of your running backs, I mean, if you're leaning on Frank Gore week in, week out, you know, at least this, you know, you're going to get a little bit of, you know, workload. So it makes sense in your case, at least I understand it, but I don't think he's that good. But we'll Full see. disclosure. I think, I think Bill forgot about the waivers because he didn't bid on anything and his team's not that good. So you can't bid on anything. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah. I'm I'm in another league where my running backs are fine, and I I still put a, a dollar bid on Wayne Gallman because I was like, yeah, maybe everybody else will forget too. Right. And I mean, someone else got him, but um, yeah, it's <coughs> crazy not to. Um, hey, hey, here's a, we're not, we're we're on a time limit today. I was listening to a podcast that talked about putting a minimum requirement for players in Fab. Have you ever have you ever been in a league with that? Uh yeah, and. Um, when you run out of money at the end of the year, it like it can be a serious problem. Oh wow, wow! And this is the same guy that said adding bench spots add skill. So you know, some something to look into. Wait, I said that? No, the 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 guy that I heard about uh, that thing. Um. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but. Maybe we'll save that for the off-season show, but I don't. Th- yeah, yeah, we'll I don't. That later. I don't think Sean's already like this is fucking stupid. I don't think adding bench spots adds skill. For, <laughs> for the record, um, I didn't either. That's why I asked you guys about it. But we're yeah. neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, all right. Cool. So jumping into the matchups. So where we will start? Um, so the exciting thing this week: all three zero and three teams have a chance to be zero and four because none of them are playing each other. Um, so starting off with the first one, we got Highway to Bell uh, going against El Padrino, who just got some good news within the last couple hours that Melvin Gordon's coming back. Um, so he, they said he's joining the team this week, but he won't be playing until next week. Um, Highway Bell, though, no Matt Breida, no Le'Veon Bell, um, obviously no Antonio Brown. Uh, this one looks pretty one-sided to me, but what do you guys think? Yeah, I think it is as well. It's just <laughs> Tron's just in a tough spot, especially with Le'Veon not being there. That's the guy that you feel like can give you the the real boost if he has like a really big game. But you know, Mark Ingram's looking really good. So, you know, at least he's got that going. But you know, the team is is just not doing all that well. But um on the other side, Tim's got, you know, he's got Hopkins and then Mike Evans is starting to show some life. And, um, you know, he's got some issue at running back, but with 
Melvin Gordon coming back soon, you know, his team's going to be all right. But, I mean, one of the better pickups I think so far this year was the Waller pickup because, I mean, Oakland's terrible and they still throw the ball and they're just throwing it to him. So I think uh, El Padrino wins this one pretty comfortably. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I have a quote. I will never not draft Keenan Allen in the second round again. He's absolutely hating that AB pick more and more by the day. I sent him a trade for AB today just to see where his head's at. And he didn't even respond to me. <laughs> I, uh, I want to say I feel bad for him, but nothing can make me happier. Um, I, I don't feel bad. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I am excited to see him take another L. I think we can see our first 0-16 team. So, uh, so funny, funny you say that. Um, we were uh, we were texting earlier this week, and I said, I said 0-4, staring you in the face, uh, and he responded with, "It's a long season. 0-13 doesn't seem that unlikely." <laughs> That's yeah, yeah. Oh man, dude. Oh man, yeah. He's gotta. I mean, he's gotta put forth some effort. Like his, his, his effort right now is disappointing me. Like everybody, like he, he had, a, he tried to take the risk. I'm okay with that. Went for Antonio Brown. I mean, if Antonio Brown doesn't get put out the league, he's on the best team, and he's still the best wide receiver in the league. So mm-hmm. I mean, that, that, that's a good risk to take. Freeman, I wouldn't have taken, but whatever. But then, like, you don't get Wayne Gallman. Like, you don't get Daryl Williams. Like, you don't get any of the players, the experts, for saying that you should go after. Like, you got to, like, that's that's pathetic, dude. Like, yeah. I mean, Will Disley's there. You could stream him at tight end instead of Vernon Davis. Dude. You know, and Vernon Davis, like, he's, like, he gets a couple catches. But in that Monday night game, they were throwing to sprinkle more than they were to him. So. Yeah. And he's got $95. Show some life. Yeah, we got to kick him out the league. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the main reason I don't feel bad is because uh, after the draft, he suggested kicking me out because my team would be so uncompetitive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's awesome. That's uh, awesome. But, yeah, I uh, with, with Tim's team, um, Waller's – really been kind of like the uh kind of the big surprise of the season so if he keeps that up um getting those getting like a difference maker at at tight end late is kind of what can help put your team over the edge so uh i like i like him here and i like tim's team moving forward as he gets um we'll we'll evaluate tim's team later on in the season when he's actually playing somebody yeah all right um next up uh, so our next zero and three team. Uh, I'll cut your legs. I think um, I think Mark's going through a little bit of a of a maybe quarter season crisis right now. It seems to be going through a lot. Uh, Poppy is is out. His angels are no longer here, um, but he's playing me. So uh, obviously, I've got, got the. Uh, the new running back. I'm actually I'm I'm semi worried about this. Uh he's got some pretty good matchups, I think. Um but what do you guys think? Yeah, um 
You should be right. You should be right. I I said on last podcast that he's not the one to panic. I did think he had a tough matchup going against one of the best teams in the league uh, this year in AJ's. But his team is just under it's, – it's, it's, it's sleep right now. It's, it's not dead, non-existent like Tron's. It's just sleep. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't expect Devontae Adams to continue to get four targets. While I do like Marvez Valdez, Marquez Valdez-Scantling getting the targets that he is, I don't think that's going to keep up. Um, Sterling Shepard gets a bump up with Danny Dimes. They're just feeding Nick Chubb. Uh, Leonard Fournette sucks, but, you know, he's, he's just getting the volume. I think you see a bounce back game for Mark Ingram. And it's a make or break game for Chris Carson. I guess they, Steve, uh, Pete Carroll's talked on it, said, said he still have confidence in him. He loves think, him, man. He loves him like a son. Yeah, yeah. So I, I think he's not mad. He's just disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I think you see a regression from Nelson Aguilar just because Alshon's coming back. Um, you can't double team Ertz now. So he'll get more targets. But looking on your side, like, you always got a chance with Watkins on the Chiefs, CMC. If DJ Moore gets some more targets, I don't know. It's Curtis Samuel's season. Um, but I just – like I said, like, your team is solid. I just don't think – I think I think Mark gets off the snod this week. Um, good, good, good matchups for – like you said, good matchups for Mark. Not, not so good for you. Yeah, um – I think that what Spence was hitting on there is really true. It's it's more about matchups for Mark um, this week, you know, compared to what his team has actually produced. Because, you know, it's not all just at name value, too. You know, you see Devontae Adams, Nick Chubb, Fournette, like Carson. Those are all, like, you know, fairly high draft picks. So you expect them to do better, but they just haven't. So I do see a little bit of a, a bounce back with some of those guys. And, and uh you know, with, with Kurt's team, you know, I, I think you've got a solid squad there too, you know, um, with the wide receivers, you got each one of those guys, you know, especially Watkins, um, you know, has the potential to go for, you know, a 30 point game. Um, and then McCaffrey is just a dog. So if he does, you know, 25 points, you know, it gives you a chance every week, but I think, uh, I think this is the week where, where Mark gets the first win and maybe finds a little happiness because he's – I'll cut your legs. Does anyone – I don't even know. I don't get the <laughs> reference, but um, no. yeah, it's taking a dark turn. Uh, <laughs> um, actually, so the, the Adams thing, like Philadelphia is – has a very bad pass defense. Um, so I'm worried this is going to be like a Devontae Adams three-touchdown game with – Aaron Rodgers throwing for four and three of them to Adams. So um, he could put up some points, but. If Adams doesn't get that, then I think that he's in trouble. Cause then it's like, well, what the hell's going on with green Bay? If Adams continues to keep that low production. Yeah. Uh, the other thing with his team, uh, Nick Chubb's actually like, it, it's kind of flown under the radar. Like it seems like he hasn't been doing that well, but he's put up um, 11, 19, 17 and He's actually catching some passes, which was, like, the main concern with him. So, uh, Nick Chubb looks really good. I think he's going to be uh, – Spence, you were calling it before the season, but it's uh, – so far, it's been spot on. All right. Um, well, I'm taking myself, obviously. But uh, uh, 
Next up, we got two teams going in opposite directions. Uh, we got Diggs in a blanket at 0-3 in last place, going against Nasty 3-0 in second place. Uh, Nasty, everybody was talking about it today. It's a, it's a team that people like, sexy. It's got some, uh, it's got some people um, – you know, the, the possibility of A.J. Green coming back at some point. And, but, uh, so, Eckler's good for at least this more week, um, or this week more. Um, but, so, you know, what do you guys think about that Eckler situation and then also uh, just this matchup as a whole? I think Eckler does have standalone value. Um, you know, when he's getting, you know, 10 touches a game last year, roughly in that range, you know, he was producing. You know, he catches out of the backfield. He gets pretty good yards. So, you know, as a flex play, he's, you know, still going to be good. But when Melvin Gordon comes back, he's not – you don't see him dropping 39.4 or 23.3. And then, you know, last week was 15.10. But, you know, I think it definitely hurts him because, you know, without that, you know, you've got John John Connor, uh, Connor and Mixon, and it's just they have been – not good so he does have good wide receivers so i'll give him that but he definitely takes a hit but i still think his team is pretty solid yeah and he's going against brad this week blow out nasty blows him the fuck out like i said against like nasty team is very sexy um i i i i I will never not take amari cooper in the third round again (laughs) (laughs) Um, Cooper Cup is white on white crime. Jared Goff's favorite target. Uh, I think I think James Conner will heat up. Um, I think you got to give you got to at least give 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 my man Mason Rudolph three weeks. The Steelers, the Steelers, unlike most teams that have to go to the backup quarterback situation, they're, they're a good organization, as you can see with the with the Saints a good organization can handle that. So I just think that like, while he did have a terrible game against the 49ers, they had, they do have a good defense. Yeah. Um, give us, just give that some time. Give that some time. Uh, Joe Mixon is good. Delaney Walker is hit or miss. And like AJ touched on with Eckler, that that's still a solid flex play when, even when Marvin Gordon comes back. Timmy text, Timmy pinged me today and is all excited about, Melvin Gordon coming back, and while while I think that's great, I, I don't I don't think that I think you'll see out of him like what we're seeing out of Zeke now for the rest of the year. Zeke will heat up, but I think like Melvin Gordon will be like right where Zeke is right now because like he'll get in plays. They they're having some success with uh, Eckler right now. There's no reason to go against that. And why why put more on Melvin Gordon when you haven't had him in the playoffs yet? So they want to keep him fresh. And McLaurin is. Once, once, uh, I think he'll get even better once Haskins gets the full nod. I'm not sure if he has yet, but he's just getting targets at the target. So I don't, I don't like to touch on bad teams. It's just bad juju. Brad's team sucks. He has a, I've never seen anybody with a bronze level rating on Yahoo. <laughs> and the players get higher than that. So take your bum ass home, chat. Yeah, his team is really not good. <laughs> Stefan Diggs isn't doing anything, but. It's it's rough, but I think Nasty gets the win this week for sure. 
Yeah. Uh, how long? I mean, how long can you roll? Because uh, I have digs in some other leagues, and I, I've already got on the bat. Like, I, I have a league where I haven't started him once. Uh, so, Yo, I mean, what the fuck is that noise? What's going on? Is somebody being robbed? <laughs> it's not me. I hear That's it. my neighborhood, man. The streets are popping. Always. Okay. All right. <laughs> um, <coughs> but yeah, you're benching digs? Yeah, you got to. Yeah. Yeah. I think you have to. But honestly, I think I think they're forced to throw the ball more this game. Um, so he might he might he might get some some light out of that because I think that the the Bears defense is so good that they're they're going to shut down or, or bring back to earth Dalvin Cook. So it might force them to give more targets to Diggs. I don't know. Sounds real optimistic on your point. Like you're trying to talk yourself into it, but yeah, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Thielen, targets in three games. Thielen's on the block. Let me know. Slide in my DMs. <laughs> I'll say I'm not I'm not as high on uh, Nashty as everybody else, mainly because the the running back situation. Like Connor, uh, I'm I'm not convinced that uh, I think you know Mason Rudolph can be enough for the the receivers, but um, Connor's not getting any passes this year, and with Mixon. They're not even running the ball. They're just like all they do is throw. Uh, they throw like lead the league in pass or not passes, but like passing percentage. Um, or they're right up there with with Arizona. So um, it, it's just not not been great for him. And then he takes the hurt, hit with Eckler. So uh, I could see his team kind of come back to earth, but not this week. Still goes forward now. Um, all right, next game. Uh, we got Juju. Know what I'm saying? Set, yeah, seventh place. One hundred five again. Some may say a fraudulent two and one, uh, going against A Rob Twelve Elite LLC. Coming off a big loss uh, in in the game of the week. Um, who knows if uh. Yeah, take it. He took took a huge hit with Saquon. I mean that that kills any team. So, uh, it's gonna be an uphill battle for him. But what do you guys think about this? Yeah, again, I think he forgot about the waivers, um, especially when you're starting Kenyon Drake. While I don't, I'm not high on Melvin or, or uh, Wayne Gallman. I uh, definitely think that he's a better option than Kenyon Drake. Uh, not sure what his what, he, what how I was gonna play out. Um, we saw we saw Marquise Brown come back down to earth, and I don't think Kansas City's defense is that good. So maybe, maybe Lamar maybe maybe Lamar just can't hit him all the time. Maybe he has to be against a very bad defense. Uh, this, this is this is going to be a tight game. This is going to be our Thursday night game of the week, and very low scoring, very low scoring. Julio's getting touchdowns, which helps him account for a little bit of the, the Saquon mix. But uh, actually, no, this is going to be a blowout. Fucking Doug's is terrible. <laughs> like I, I was just about to say, he has nobody on his team. He has nobody on his team that's uh, – that. no, come on now. Especially with Juju uh, being with Mason Rudolph. While I, while I say give him a chance, dog, like – that that was that was supposed to be your sexy pick, your twenty five thirty a game pick, to where you can have people like Miles Sanders and 
Miles Sanders starting or Eric Ebron because, like, he'll account for that. But now that he's not, his team is pathetic. His team is pathetic. He needs Tyreek Hill back. Um, yeah, sorry. It's not going to be close. Blowout. Another blowout. A-Rob 12 Elite. And this this one's a hard one to to choose, honestly, with what you're seeing here. But, yeah, Suggs teams is struggling right now, especially, I mean, his best running back is LaShawn McCoy. No, and that's running back it, Lamar Jackson. Well, true. <laughs> <laughs> He's not a running back. He likes to throw touchdowns when he likes to run touchdowns. Come on, man. I mean, Lamar Jackson is a beast. Like, I mean, he, he keeps them. I think that's why he got some of those those two wins, you know, is he was going off. But, I mean, David Montgomery, that whole Matt Nagy, like, offense is just – terrible right now miles sanders that's just a tough spot because you know it seems like he's got talent but he you know fumbling the ball and just not getting the same kind of run but yeah it's just split too i mean they're yeah. just like he's, he's got nothing to count on there so you know edelman is a ppr machine um but you know he's got to hope for a, a bounce back i guess from from juju but you know, I just don't see it this week. And I guess looking at the both matchups, the real thing that, you know, I think Bill gets the heads on, the heads up on is just Julio Jones. I mean, he's a monster. Evan Ingram, you know, he's looking like, you know, like what we thought he was supposed to be even last year, but he's looked great. So, and he's going against Washington. So, with Danny Dimes, baby. With Danny Dimes. Danny Dimes. But, uh, yeah, some of these, like, just Kenyon Drake, like playing anyone from Miami is is if it comes to that, that's that's kind of when you know you're you're struggling for for options. But yeah, that's tough. I mean, and actually, that um, that kind of goes along with Spencer's theory that he forgot about waivers because when when you got guys like either even the, like the other Williams on Kansas City or the Williams on Green Bay, I mean, if you're if you're keeping Mohamed Sanu or Matt Collins on your team over those guys. That's questionable at best, I guess. Yeah. yeah. We, got, um, we, got, we got a question, Bill's real. Uh, actually, no, I take that back. This is wedding season for Bill. He's got a lot going on. So, you know, I, I can see him missing missing out on that. Yeah. And Suggs, actually, looking at his team, uh, he's got, like, all of the players are so mediocre I don't. I don't know who I would start either. Like, because you look mm-hmm. at Mo- Montgomery and Sanders, and then you're like, maybe Royce Freeman or Jarvis Landry should be starting over them. But then you don't really know. It's like it's just extremely, extremely mediocre. It's uh, hard. It's a hard uh, choice. I'll, I'll give him that. It's not easy. Uh, but I think it's safe to say through three weeks, uh, Allen Robinson is not elite. Um, no. Not only is he not elite, he's not a starting receiver. He's not even top thirty-six. So. Uh, strange hill to die on, but, you know, whatever. Did you hear, like, Booger, even during the Monday night game, was like, yeah, Chicago doesn't even have a number one receiver. They're still yeah, trying to figure that out. I was like, damn. Dude, he's, Booger's like, retarded. He's so bad. Uh, At least he finishes complete sentences, though. I will give him that. Jason Witten couldn't even finish the sentence without fucking it up. It's crazy, man. Like, I, I would love to be a fly on the wall in the ESPN boardroom when they're like, you know what, this poor guy's not that bad. <laughs> but no, I, I saw where they were coming from, 
because I loved when they shot two Booger in the end zone last year on Monday night. But that was a refreshing joy away from Jason Witten. So well, he was in the Booger Mobile too. Yeah, yeah. It, like it, it had his whole theme. Like it's it, it it didn't I didn't have to listen to it the entire night and then cut to his ugly ass face ten times. Jason- Jason Wynn was so bad that he shaved off his hair, even though he got all that money on hair plugs, and then came back to football yeah. to get out of doing that job. Yeah, he hasn't been bad, though. He, he would start on suck. He should start on suck, team. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I think um, – I don't think we're, like, the target audience for Booger. I think he's, like, people in the middle of America, you know, like the Rust Belt. Every time he busts out, they're like, oh, they got to establish the run. You know, they thought – uh, when he kept saying Terry McLaurin, they thought he was going to be a gunner. Like, I'm pretty sure no one thought that. <laughs> like, the Redskins receivers sucked, and they drafted a receiver. I'm pretty sure everyone was like, all right, this guy has a chance of starting because he's got to beat out fucking Paul Richardson. Yeah, yeah, but, you see, the Redskins drafted McLaurin as a gunner, but he just t- impressed the coaches so much during training camp, and that's the kind of guy that you like. That's the kind of guy that you want to have leading your team. Third round gunner. That's where you get him. Get your guy. No, it's never too early to get your guy. Yeah, uh, man. This this is a this is a tough game. I don't know who to take. I guess uh, I had to go. A Rob Elite. Um, I think they're both mediocre teams. So in theory, they would bounce each other out and go two and two. So um, that's that's what I'm basing on. Um, all right. Uh, now we got we got two good matchups coming up. Um, so. Our first one, our undercard. Where is it? Where is it? All right, here. We got two playoff contending teams. In first place, the Dog Abides, 3-0, going against the Bear Jew. In sixth place, we got two pretty strong teams here. Sam had a tough week last week, but uh, I still think he's got a good team. Dog, uh, he he made his move for Wayne Gallman, which made me feel a little bit better that the supercomputer agreed. Uh, but how do you guys see this one playing out? Um, it's it's a tough one. You know, I think that last week for Sam, that was just like the worst case scenario for him, like his worst floor. Basically, it didn't help that James White wasn't playing. Um. But, you know, I think uh, picking up Disley could give him some points. And, you know, Zeke has been good um, since he's been back, you know, week one. But I still feel like we haven't seen that, like, Zeke game where we're just like, holy shit, this guy is a complete monster. And so against New Orleans, maybe that's the week, you know, can put him over. Um, But, you know. Uh, Godwin, he's been, you know, a little hit or miss. Gordon, you know, it could help him now that AB is not going to be there. Um, but then looking at the other side, you know, Patrick Mahomes is a cheat code. And, you know, it's crazy the numbers he's putting up in the first half. And it's like almost like they're just taking the gas off. And um, so I think a, another big game for him, you can almost just book that. And, and, and Dalvin Cook has been – really really good um i thought he was gonna be good i didn't think he was gonna be like a top five type of guy but i was definitely wrong on that but i like dog's team 
Um, Thomas is still going to get some targets, even with Teddy um, back there. But, you know, Peyton Barber, that's the one play there where you're just kind of like, mm, I'm not sure about that. But his bench isn't exactly stacked on that sense. So that, I guess that's why the super cute computer told him to to drop some some fab to try to get his guy. But with all that being said, I, I think uh, I think the dog, I think he, he continues his run for the first place. Four and oh. I think it'll be close though. Uh so, so Smith, before you jump in. Um You guys hear I, me typing? I just did the math. Uh yeah, we can hear you typing. Um Patrick Mahomes is on pace to throw for and keep in mind he's played both the Ravens and the Jaguars already. Um he's on pace to throw for six thousand three hundred seventy three yards. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. He's a cheat coach. He should have gone higher. I try to stay away from quarterbacks, but he should have gone higher. He breaks the mold on that whole argument, I feel like. Yeah, but he's Because they haven't even been challenged. They haven't even been challenged yet. Imagine if they're in a close game. He's, he's so good, and he's with one of the best play callers of all time. But, hold on, you guys. I'm signing in to my Experian account because uh, I just got an email for fraud. <laughs> All right, well, um, yeah. uh, Bear Jew, fraud. <laughs> His team is a fraud. I just got an alert that said Bear Jew Sam Coffin's team is a fraud, <laughs> and he's going to get blown out this week. It, I, uh, his, his, his team is, uh, his team's overrated. Week one, sub 110. Had a good week two, sub 100 last week. Um, and, you think Zeke's going to break out? I don't. I think we're going to see another huge game for Amari, and I think we're going to see Dak make his paycheck because New Orleans' pass defense is trash, but they're pretty stout on the run. Uh, they still haven't freed Aaron Jones, and I don't think that they will. Uh, I don't again. think – yeah, he's staying locked up, I think. Yeah, yep. uh, especially against Philly, against kind of the same scenario as New Orleans. Um, Chris Goblin, while I do think he's good, I, we saw that. Mike Evans is the number one when, when fucking Jameis fucking wakes up. Um, and, and Josh Gordon, I just, you know, it, the Patriots are so good that even though Josh Gordon's good, he's, he's going to get you right, I feel like, right around his projection, 13, 14, maybe 15 points. Um, and you're starting Will Disley, fluke, major regressions. He's not getting all those touchdowns every week. Um, he's got James White starting this week, but – you know, Buffalo's got a good defense. So, I, I think we see a, I think we see a, a sub-110 sub game again from here from Sam. And looking on the other side, the dog's team might – I caught his team uh, – like, I, I, I wasn't a believer in his team last week. Still not really. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, like, sold on his like – I believe in his team. I'm just so, not sold on his runaway championship team. I don't think anybody does. But um, – yeah, I, I like his his matchups going this week. Uh, I think you see a bounce back game from Calvin Ridley. Small regression from Dalvin Cook, but I think he's just I, I think he's a a matchup. He he he's a matchup breaker. It doesn't matter who he plays. Um, Philip Lindsay, I think we'll see him back down to like 10, 15 points again. I think we'll see Zach Ertz open up the strides. Uh, Michael Thomas showed that he doesn't matter who he plays with. He's going to get some points, so he's good to go there. I'm picking dog for the win. 
Uh, yeah, so so Dog's team's interesting, you know, being carried by – you know, Michael Thomas showed uh, he's still going to be pretty solid. But um, with Patrick Mahomes and Dalvin Cook, I mean, it's sort of thing where if they have one bad game, like I could see him just really, really hitting like a, like a sub-100 game. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get a little worried about Ezekiel Elliott as well. Uh, I think, and so I was listening to somebody else give a theory about it. So not taking credit for this, but it, it makes sense what they're saying that. So last year, um, you know, Zeke had his 70 or 80 receptions, but it was because Witten's gone and that by Witten coming back, he actually like, they caught the ball in the same area of the field that like, you know, four steps down the field and then turn around. Um, so that that's hurting him. And then also this new offense that the Cowboys are running, like it's more downfield passing. So that's why, you know, all the other receivers are having success. Um, but that could come at Zeke's expense. So um, obviously I still think he's going to be like, uh, you know, top five running back, but he may not just like run away with the league. Like we thought there was the possibility. Um, with Sam, you know, playing Justin Jackson, hoping for garbage time in, uh, Against Miami is uh, a, a a gamble for sure. Um, so, yeah, I think uh, I think I got to go with the dog on this one as well. Well, all right. <laughs> hey, who'd you take there? I took the dog too. All right, cool. yep. so I'll, I'll clean sweep. Um, all right. Game of the week. So, uh, perfect timing. Not only do we have you both on the show, but both teams are hot right now. Coming off some big games. Uh, we got our second or our third place team upside, two and one. Going against our fourth place team, Brit, also two and one. AJ, as our guest, you have the floor. So, uh, I think uh, I think it's time. I think you know it's been long enough that we can um, finally do this as a league and come together and know that I won the AJ Green trade because of <laughs> Keenan Allen. Yeah. It's it's just it's a fact. Yeah. Right now, that's that's what. If I hadn't made that trade, I wouldn't have had Keenan Allen on my team, and I wouldn't have the number one wide receiver. So, with that being said. Um, I like my team. Um, I was a little nervous, um, you know, after the draft with Andrew Luck and Marlon Mack, like how that would play out. But I think that, you know, Indianapolis with that offensive line, they still look good. Um, he's been getting the workload, um, which is, is what I was looking for in a back like that. Um, Derek Henry has been a surprise, a pleasant surprise. Um, you know, a touchdown in each game has been huge. So, he might have some touchdown regression, but he's still getting work. So I like that. And, um, you know, I uh, had to pick up Danny Dimes against the the Washington defense because Baker Mayfield, and, I mean, you guys can touch on it too, is just this whole Cleveland offense has just been a train wreck, really. I mean, for what everyone was hyping and where we thought it could be, I've just, you know, fourth and nine and you run a draw play like what are you doing I just I don't get that so 
But uh, Brandon Cooks, I also think he's been good, um, even with Cooper Cup doing what he's doing. But him and Robert Woods can sometimes go back and forth. But um, I think Odell is still safe, even with Baker not playing all that well. So I think I got a solid team. Um, I think Keenan Allen has a big week against Miami. So, you know, of course, I have to pick my team. But it's been some tough sledding. You know, I, I think my team's good. I just had tough matchups against good teams. So, you know, got to play who you play. Got to win. Just win, baby. Ah, uh, yeah. You got to pick your team. Um, I hate to break your heart, but I got to hand you that L this week, AJ. You're looking at the top dog. You're looking at the top dog right now, okay? And that's a self-proclaimed top dog, so you know that's real. <laughs> um, Deshaun Watson... He's a stud. He's with a terrible coach that just allows him to get trashed, but he showed that he's a stud. Jacksonville, he got knocked off the track with Jacksonville, but he's going to continue the 20-plus against Carolina. I'm not going to lie. Thielen worries me. Any the, the receivers on uh, Minnesota do both worry me. And going against a stout defense like Chicago, I'm just hoping that Thielen can get his projection. Uh, fortunately, he is a product of that white-on-white crime, and, unfor- and fortunately, he's the lesser of the athlete, so he's going to get the lesser of the attention as far as the other team's defensive a- athlete. So like, he gets, he gets some, some bump there. Like I said, I'm just hoping he gets his projection. Tyler Lockett is going to eat against Arizona. Uh, he's, he's the new Doug Baldwin. Um, we saw we saw what Alvin Kamara is, and geez, I don't I don't see anything stopping that. Now, now here, here here's the hole in my team. The, the the obvious elephant in the room hole in my team is Sony Michelle. So I'm thinking about benching him this week. I'm thinking about benching him and just giving Daryl Williams the the role and hoping for the best because I'm very disappointed in Sony. I'm disappointed to the point where I kind of want to DM him, DM him on Twitter and ask, is everything okay? I want to send him hate mail just because that's bad juju, but I just want to say, hey, man, like, what's going on? You don't even look like you're giving a full effort out there. Like, it just looks like you're just getting pushed down to the ground. Like, you're not even really getting tackled. Um, so, yeah, that's the whole. But, you know, luckily, I got Daryl Williams, and he's on the Kansas City offense. So, I, I think that even – his accidental points can be more than Sony's, you know, targeted points. Travis Kelsey, he's he's steady, he's consistent. I just I think that the the Chiefs are so good that you know they, they don't really need him yet. So I'm not 15 points a week. That's cool. I know that down the stretch, he's going to heat up. And I think you know I, I think I'll beat his projection this week. Valdez Scanlon, he's going to eat against Philly. He's getting targets. You might think of regression. We, we saw an obvious statement about that from Aaron Rodgers and LaFleur that Adams is going to get more targets. So you're going to see a little regression, but I still think that Philly's, Philly's secondary is just trash. So, um, and, and they might not have a wrong dog. And I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the fling on McCole Hartman. You know, he doesn't need many plays, doesn't need many catches, but quality over quantity. Um, and that Chiefs offense, he's just – you just get behind it and fling it. AJ, don't get me wrong. This is no disrespect to AJ's team. His team is, I, I'd, say, I'd say he has the second best team in the league. But unfortunately, this week he's playing the first best team in the league. Um, he's got great great receivers, great um, 
running back cores. I was wrong about Derrick Henry. Um, Austin Hooper, he's been eating. And uh, Brandon Cooks is, is, is solid as well. Chris Thompson, not a fan, but whatever. You know, that's your flex. Um, but, yeah, I'm just – I, I, I got to pick myself. I got to pick myself, baby. Let's start speaking into existence. Let's go. So, I agree with uh, with, a, with a lot of things you guys said. Both, both very good teams. Um, with the Chiefs, uh, all of these receivers, it really is crazy. Like, you know, Hardman and, and Demarcus Robinson, like, they only need one play. Like, they're both fast. And, I mean, when Patrick Mahomes throws the ball 60, 70 yards in the air, it hits these guys like it's a handoff. <laughs> so I mean so Hardman just has that ability and he had another touchdown callback two weeks ago so it could have even more so um yeah I get uh I get the thought process behind just kind of piling on uh that Chiefs offense uh AJ though man there there are people in fantasy I, th- I think people too often play you know, play scared or make decisions not to lose. And benching Baker and putting in Danny Dimes is playing to win. It is chasing that upside, and I love it. I love the aggressiveness. I love throwing whatever happened in the draft three weeks ago out the window and just going for it. So uh, to honor the fantasy guys, I got to go with upside. Chasing that Hashtag upside. Danny Dimes. Hey, hey. I'm sorry I'm going to have to prove you wrong two weeks in a row, Kurt. It's going <laughs> to create some animosity on this show. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all I got for today. We, uh, this, this new and improved format is, is keeping, it, keeping it briefer, keeping it moving. I love it, dude. I love it, man. You know, we hard-hitting to the point. Let's get it. You know, our, our listeners are going up every week. Yeah, straight facts, man. Straight facts. All right, boys. We got a, we got a good Thursday night game on this week, so uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, and we'll see you out there in the WhatsApp streets. Spence, see you there. All right, peace. peace.